Hello guys, what is up? My name is Dylan. Welcome to the Popcorn Podcast, the second official episode of the Popcorn Podcast in which we are going to be talking all things Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, a film just as uh, silly, I would say, as its title. Would you agree, Chris? 100%. Quantum Mania. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, before we do get into uh, all the uh, discussion about the film uh, i do of course want to introduce my my fellow guest here do you want me to say a few words or you, you got this one you can start and i can cut in yeah. if you uh so you divulge too so, much so this is this is chris me and chris go uh go way back we have been best mates for i'd say like 12, 11 12 years right now yeah yeah about that and the reason i have him here talking uh about the latest marvel film is because uh when we were first becoming friends uh marvel and the mcu is something we instantly i want to say bonded over and it has been a uh, sort of staple in both our lives ever since um and yeah i thought that he i would say compared to a lot of people that i know i'd say he's pretty qualified to talk about uh marvel films not that anyone needs a qualification or anything like that uh, but he does have uh, a lot of opinions about the trajectory of the mcu in general uh, over time so i thought it'd be interesting to have him as um a guest on one of these discussions so uh yeah chris take it away yeah, so my name's Chris. Um, I'm 24 years old. Massive, massive, massive Marvel fan. Some of the earliest memories I have is sitting in front of, you know, those little box TVs with the massive back out before flat screen came out, watching Spider-Man. Um, and it was great. I was living life. I was loving it. Um, as far as me and Dylan go, well... The first film we watched together was uh, the first Avengers, wasn't it? The first Avengers film. And ever since the first Avengers film, which was back in 2012, every single MCU film, every single big blockbuster, whether it be Star Wars or Avatar or, you know, any of the big ones, we have this tradition where we go together um, to the IMAX every single opening day. Uh, It doesn't matter if we are on holiday or on the other side of the world we'll make time and we will uh we'll make it happen so uh yeah and 11 12 years later we're still going strong um so yeah glad mm. to have you on the podcast man oh thanks for having me awesome awesome so uh just uh, before we get into the discussion do you want to tell everyone why um you're such a big marvel fan i know you just briefly said that it yeah. was something you used to you know uh it was a big part of your life growing up so do you want to elaborate a bit more on that yeah of course so I think the thing about Marvel and comics in general and the whole the whole superhero genre, especially with it becoming so popular in film. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and the first Spider-Man film came out, like the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, and I went crazy for those films. I loved them to bits. Mm. And I don't know what they put in it, what formula it, formula it is just for a superhero and a villain and... It just it just resonates with a lot of people, yeah. and I think that, especially for young children, when you, when you grow up around this kind of stuff, you're looking up to these these superheroes, these these figures who are so like above and beyond what you see in the normal world. It's it's incredible, like to see as a young kid. But going back to the MCU and why Marvel is such an important thing, and now in society, it's basically like second nature to everyone yeah everyone is making a thanos reference a hulk reference here and there um and i think that because of because of how much these how these films have 
impacted people's childhoods because because think about it for me the spider-man films and probably for you as well the batman films they were all these superhero films the, the, the these are all the films that we watched mm-hmm. and we grew up with yeah think about growing up with the iron man films yep. people people are coming out Which now we technically did iron yeah. man was in 2008 i was nine years old you yeah. were nine years old as well so um yeah for sure you raise a great point kids growing up nowadays look to the mcu for a whole load of escapism uh, mm. and that's also part of the reason why i still love going and watching marvel films in the cinema because it makes you feel like uh, a kid again the yeah. the kid inside of you awakens and yeah but i think um in recent times i don't know if you will agree with me chris you probably do um but i i think i used to be a lot more excited now um back then when i was you know when a new mcu film was coming out i was genuinely excited to go to the cinema on opening days and um you know um see for myself um what new story was going to be told but uh as of recently i'm i'm not too sure that's still still the case um as you'll see from our discussion but um yeah just the mcu in general um it means a hell of a lot to me some of my best experiences not just cinematic experiences but life experiences have been watching marvel films mcu films inside the cinema to this day avengers endgame is the greatest experience i've ever had in the cinema um and i'm sure you know chris will agree with me because we've done all of this together um there's nothing quite like it um but yeah, which is why it is a bit of a controversial uh, topic that we are going to be dis- discussing today. Mm. Um, but yeah, just before we do get into the main discussion, so Chris, just 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 for fun, top three MCU films, go. Okay, cool. Um, in no particular order. In no particular order. In no particular order. Oof, that's difficult. Oh, I'm going to have to say Winter Soldier, No Way Home. Oh, that's so difficult. Oh, I'll I've, give you two more. Okay. It's got to be. It's got to be. Um, it's got to be Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. Maybe. Ah, oh, but how can I leave out? See, look. Yeah. How could you leave out there Iron Man one? How could you leave out? And here's the problem in yeah. itself. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, let's dig into Quantum Mania then. So before we get onto the discussion, I feel like it's a phrase I've just said like three times already without uh, throughout this podcast. Uh, let's do a brief plot synopsis on Quantumania to kick things off. So, in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, superhero partners Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne return to continue their adventures as the Ant-Man and Wasp, together with Hope's parents Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. Uh, and Scott's daughter, Cassie Lang, the family finds themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures and embarking on an adventure that will push them beyond the limits of anything they thought possible. So, very quickly, overall expectations going into Quantumania? Right, so the thing with Quantumania is because we already knew that it was going to have such a big mcu villain in it mm. and such a big character i i can't and obviously jonathan majors is a brilliant actor which we'll get on to in mm. a bit yeah i i actually had much bigger expectations than than i should have yeah considering the last couple of mcu films right and the last ant-man film as well i wouldn't it wouldn't it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything amazing. Okay. But I had, yeah, I, I'd say I had decent, decent expectations. expectations. Yeah. So the thing is with Quantumania, it obviously has the task of kicking off uh, the MCU's Phase 5 in 
quite a big and quite a grand fashion. You know, we it has the task of introducing uh, the MCU's next big baddie, the th- a Thanos-level threat, or even greater than Thanos, and that, of course, is Kang, even though we have seen a little snippet of him in uh, Loki. Um, so that in itself was quite an important thing for, I think, both me and Chris going mm. into this film, seeing how, you know, they were going to tackle yeah, that. definitely. Um, and also, of course, it is the third film in now what is the ant-man trilogy uh compared comparing it to the other ant-man films um i'm not the the biggest fan of the other two ant-man films i think they're fun the first one i think is still the best and i think the second one i think overall i prefer the second one to quantum mania um so that's how i feel like this film compares to its uh to, to the other two in the trilogy as for the overall sort of other films in the mcu where does this stand in the mcu i would say I would maybe make an argument that this is probably the worst MCU film. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't too happy with Quantumania as a whole. I don't know about you guys. Where do you think it stands? Do you know what? I think, I I don't want to say this film is the worst film in the MCU, but I'm I'm not disagreeing with you that okay. it's terrible film. I'm actually... See, this is the thing. I don't actually think it's terrible. I don't think it's awful i don't think it's you know like batman and robin bad anything like that Mm. but just in in comparison to the sort of ground standard of of the mcu i just don't it's just very very yeah i'm we'll we'll get on to it but sorry you were saying so i actually don't think it's the worst mcu film but there's a reason why i don't think it's the worst mcu film and that's because the last couple MCU films right. have been all been so bad. All of them have been like so bad. So what are we, what are we what are we saying? Like what Eternals, uh, I'm, Fall I'm, Love and Thunder. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say No Way No Way Home has been the bet like uh, the only MCU film that I would say. Do you know what that 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 film is a great film, In a great film. Uh, no Way Home, and you don't forget Shang Chi and the Legend. Shang Chi, I was gonna I go on really to as well. I well. I like Shang Chi. I wouldn't say I really like Shang Chi. Okay. I, I did like Shang-Chi. Yep. Um, but uh, to what I was saying before, yeah, the films have just recently, they've all just been so bad. Mm. Love and Thunder. Like we, we, we go to the cinema all excited and like like we've been saying, we literally live and die for these films. We do everything to get to opening day, to get opening day tickets. Um how 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 many times have you had to lose sleep over or something oh. or we've come back from a night out and you've had to go on like yeah. it's, on, the, uh, no, no. on the laptop of course but, but we lo- we love it at yeah. the end of the day you know that we we are we are huge fans of these films and of course mm. we will go to extreme lengths to make sure we are there on opening night mm. experiencing these films with the fans so that is why i feel like me and chris you know our experiences with the considering our experiences with the past couple of mcu films it's sort of taken the magic away a little bit for us and i think both of us are in a place where our expectations have gotten lower and lower and now we we're just waiting for the next sort of big film that's really gonna you know top everything top everything and you know um be great and hopefully you know get some of that investment back and i Mm. think there's a lot of people out there who can you know relate to this and they're in a similar situation um but yeah so with regards to quantum mania like I said, I don't feel like the feel, the film is awful. I do think it has some good aspects to it, like a lot of films, like most films. Uh, what were some of Quantumania's best aspects for you? What did you like about the film? Uh, well, 
if well, anything, I don't know. Well, Jonathan Majors, I think. Right. I think you can't. I can't. I don't even know if this is something I like about it. I think this is. I don't even know. I think this is might be something that I'm. I'm kind of giving a pass to to okay. Jonathan Majors. Okay. I'm going to say I'm giving a pass to Jonathan Majors because, in because, his performance was was good. Obviously, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shake his performance. Uh, the material he had to work with. I don't know if it was the best. Yeah, I liked his costume. I liked it. wasn't I wouldn't say I loved his costume. I I liked. It. I can get behind his costume. Okay. The cinematography was was quite good. I'd say some parts were better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say See, I think the fact that Chris is struggling to even say yeah. good things about it says a lot because usually when we when we talk, we, we, we we are listing things endlessly. So I don't know if it's just you said something earlier, Dylan, and you, and you came back to it. It's like we've we've been going to these films and we've been watching them, and I just want to make a disclaimer, like. We're not we're not getting old and we're not being like old and like losing the magic. Okay, yes, we're we're older and we see the films differently. Yeah. But I'll actually disagree and say that those who think that because we're getting older we might think the films are less magical or whatever. But I'd actually disagree and say because we're older we can and we've we've seen all these films, we can appreciate it more and mm. we can we can look for we can look and find for sure. things and references and stuff like that more. Yeah, for sure. But like just going going back in general to the, what 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 I liked about the film, I think for me the saving grace of Quantumania was Jonathan Majors as Kang. I thought that mm. basically all the scenes that he was in, or most of them at least, those were sort of the best parts about the film. I kind of I did like how the the first sort of half of the film was sort of shrouded in mystery about you know the the, the mystery of the Conqueror. Obviously, we being Marvel fans know yeah. you know know how this goes, but. Um, I thought that was done pretty well, um, and I liked sort of the backstory of, uh, about him and Janet and how she helps him, and then realizes you know um, he's gonna be become this great evil, or he is this great evil, and uh, how how he becomes inevitably trapped in the the quantum realm. I liked all that. I think Jonathan Majors is a super talented actor, and I want to. I think I'm gonna go on a binge with him. I'm gonna go and check out a lot more of his films. Creed three is out right now, and I'm really excited to see him in that as well. And I think he definitely has the potential as an actor to be a great Kang, to be a great villain for the next phase or the next two phases. I think, uh, yeah, he's a super talented actor. And um, yeah, I really appreciated appreciated his performance in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, of course, you can't forget Paul Rudd. I mean, I, I love Paul Rudd a lot. He's such... He's very charming. He's super yeah. charismatic. Uh, charismatic. You can't hate the guy. You can't hate You Paul literally Rudd. can't. And even though the film around him... I don't think is the best. You cannot help but smile and uh, you know enjoy whenever he's on screen. There's a there's a really nice energy that he brings to to this character of Scott Lang and you know um, by extension the f- the film. Um, but yeah, I think for me, like I I'm not really sure what else I liked about Quantumania aside from you know those two performances. Um, but I was going to say, on. did you? Did you like Modoc? Oh no, we're gonna get into the negatives. In a bit. Don't worry, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna get into the negatives. No, I just wanted you to say yes. Oh no, no. I just wanted you to say. Do you have anything else that you want to add to the positives of this film? Um, I think. 
I'm tr- I'm really I'm really trying. Okay, I'm I don't, really I, really trying. Guys, if you have any if you guys like this film, I would genuinely I think the both of yeah. us would be really interested to hear what you have to say cuz um as you can tell, I don't think we had the best time with it. So on that note, I think we'll move on to yeah. our issues with Quantum Mania for sure. So I'll say like I think one of my biggest issues with Quantum Mania as a whole is that and I haven't doubted Kevin Feige from phase one. I think he's a great leader, a great ambassador for for Marvel. And, you know, the strategy and the plan that he's had has worked wonders over the years. But this is like one of the first proper times where I'm questioning his um, direction with these films. Because I just don't think that Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, was the right film to introduce Kang the Conqueror. And... The main reason for that is because I totally just agree. I just think that you know the Ant-Man films they're sort of this street level sort of um espionage kind of heist films. Yeah. And you know they're really fun to watch and um you're super entertained when you know these guys have to shrink down and you know um figure out solutions to ridiculous problems that they have and it's funny and it's has this really lighthearted tone. But with this film they go and explore a new cosmic world and I just think that the tone that comes with the Ant-Man films with Scott Lang with you know um, the Pims and the tone that the, that the MCU has created for them is this very sort of goofy, laughable, very fun, very lighthearted um, tone. And that, to have that and then to bring in Kang, you know, this really serious, we're supposed to take him really seriously, um, to, to, to have him inter- being introduced in Quantumania, I just think those two tones clashing, that there's, there's a lot of friction there and it doesn't, in my opinion, I don't think it really works in the way I feel like a character like Kang the Conqueror, who is supposed to be the next big bad of the MCU, you know, should should be introduced. I just don't know. I don't think it was the right film for that. But I, what do you think about that, Chris? I think if I have to see Baskin and Robbins in another Ant-Man film, <laughs> I'm going to walk out, honestly. Honestly, like, come on. Like, it was funny the first two times. Yeah. But... Can, can we start the film with a bit of substance with a bit with a with a bit of substance and sub and something yeah something to just to catch you because it's 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 they did they did open the film with a flashback with janet and kang and yeah but we all knew how it was gonna play. yeah we knew that things were gonna eventually go wrong and you know they slowly kind of gave us more pieces to this whole mystery but in the end like you know, we know how it's going to go down. I think, but that's the thing with Marvel now. You've got Loki. You know, you know what's coming. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're trying to make this secret thing. Th- there's there's a lack of suspense for these films. Would yeah. you say? Yeah, a hundred percent for sure. And seeing Goliath, uh, was Lawrence Fishburne played Goliath in the second Ant Man? Yeah, yeah. In seeing Goliath, because he's a major comic book character, mm. and those of you who follow the Civil War and the in the comics. Um, and what happens to Goliath and yeah it's it's cool stuff it's really really cool stuff and it's such a shame to see to to now watch these films oh and now we can talk about one of the things I really disliked about the film Mo Doc (laughs) oh my goodness I think I I think that I mean that has to be a joke like surely there is there is definitely a meta element there of like they're actually you know taking the piss and doing it as a joke on purpose as in yeah i think so the, uh, the, i mean there it has, has to, to be, be right it wasn't obviously it's not a serious character there's no like, way because they've merged two characters into one yeah they've mer- they've merged yellow jacket and modok 
Oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, and like that also brings in another issue with that, which I have with the film, the script, the dialogue for these films. Like he comes out and he, you know, the, the, uh, there's so many repetitive jokes throughout the film that it doesn't get, it gets, it's not funny at the end of the day. And like all this, I'm not a dick and all that stuff. It's, it's really, I don't know. It's really childish, man. There's no substance to any of that. You're supposed to somewhat, I think you're supposed to somewhat feel for this character yeah. when he dies at the end. Nothing. I just, every time he was on screen, I don't, I, what is the design for that as a character as well? Again, I think it's just going back to they've got to be taking the piss with this, yeah. right? Surely. I think I think they're putting it there because it's funny for the kids to laugh at. Yeah. Of when I say kids, like maybe young kids who probably laugh at anything, lights and colours and flashing, always a big head. Yeah. And it is. It was. Do you know what? I wouldn't even go as far to say as I found it funny. I just found it. It was just like, oh, he's got a big head. Yeah, he looked like Humpty Dumpty in Puss in Boots. That's what he, that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what he reminded definitely. me of. That's what he literally he reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. You know the yeah. first Puss in Boots film? Whenever he came, whenever he came on screen, oh, I was like, yeah. oh, God, oh I can't. Gosh. It genuinely is taking me out of the film. I was like, what, up? what am I watching? But um, yeah, and he's supposed to be Kang's, you know, big essentially the right hand man the right hand man and look you have a character like Kang you have Modoc that's exactly my point look at that the yeah. the tones are completely off didn't you also think i don't i don't know about you but didn't didn't you get like very very recycled like star wars vibes especially Absolutely. when this... bill murray came into the film that's what i said to you literally when when i sat next to you and we were in the cinema and we were watching it I so, literally so, said, so, so i'm glad you brought star this on because another big issue that i had with the film i disagree with what you said about the cinematography i thought the film looked really bad um i thought that you know you have a, the quantum realm is a playground for what you can do with your visual language and yet it this film was so so green screen heavy it looks so so artificial and there's all this serious things going on with kang and because it looks so fake it's really difficult sometimes to buy into the real conflict of the film. Uh, I was watching, like, we, we, we go and watch this at uh, the best IMAX in, in London, you know, with the biggest speakers, the best screens. And even that and didn't save it. It didn't save it. No, not at all. Um, I think Quantumania is probably one of the worst looking Marvel films. Um, and I think, it, like you just said, I feel like it was the MCU's attempt to somewhat do Star Wars. Um, yeah. a lot of the stuff reminded me of Tatooine just just not as good do you know if they recycled any of they must have I mean, recycled because of course stuff. Disney owned both of yeah, them exactly. they're using the same sound stages and, and, and whatnot. but um, yeah I don't know man I just I did like the whole rebellion against Kang why Why do I care about this I don't yeah. they didn't make any attempt to really go into any of those characters yeah. and the pain and the trauma that they've some they've somewhat gone through over the years and it was just a trope, wasn't it? It exactly, was just, it was yeah. just the, the rebels, the rebels. Abs it's just yeah. a trope. Going back to the go recycling the Star Wars stuff, just a trope. Yeah, and then they just they bring Bill Murray in for one scene because he's Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. Yeah, I love Bill Murray. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> Bill Murray comes in, says his he's lines, and then leaves. Um, a bit like zombie line kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Ba basically, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I just think so. Peyton Reed, the director of this film, yeah. he directed the previous two Ant Man films. He directed also the, I think, a couple of episodes of Mandalorian, in particular, the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian, th that big oh, one. Okay. But I just feel like him as a director, I'm not the biggest fan of. I mean, I can't imagine like the, the monumental tasks that these directors and yeah. the pressure that they're under to deliver these kind of movies. And I understand that, but I just, him as a director, I feel like he lacks a lot of style. For me, one of the 
the best visual scenes in this film was when um, Scott goes into sort of the to retrieve the re, um, the um, Kang's ship's reactor. Yeah. And then there's all these duplicates, so there's all these um, you know clones yeah, of him. Yeah. And that was a really visually interesting scene. But then there's no sort of follow through with that anywhere else. It just reverts back yeah. to being some really green screen heavy. Um, yeah, they love these trippy like. Yeah. Especially in the Doctor Strange films, they're, but, but oh, yeah. they're, they're they're starting to they love these like trippy. I was just thinking, imagine watching these like these films on something like yeah, you'd be you you'd be running out there, <laughs> you'd be yeah. running out there screaming. Mm. But just yeah, yeah, just a lot of special effects and not really anything of substance of anything tangible. One of my favorite scenes was actually the final sort of fight between. Ant-Man and what? <laughs> um, the final fight between Ant-Man and Kang. No, I'm not talking about when he sizes up and then you know fights all the ships. I'm talking about in the sort of throne room where there you can tell it was you know shot on a set. These guys mm. are actually punching each other, or not punching each other, but you know doing stunts and uh, and whatnot. That was better. I like it when you know there are real actors yeah. doing these things and uh, you know because it gives those sequences a bit more weight. Uh, and I was telling Chris, I remember after the film, I actually got a little sad to see a character like Scott Lang get his ass handed to him by Kang. You're mm. not used to seeing someone like that, you know, go up against such a big threat like this. And yeah. I got a little bit sad, but of course, you know, they win at the end of the day, which is also sort of tying into my expectations of the going into mm. this film. I thought that this could have been a really good opportunity to have similar to No Way Home and No Way Home did this right mm. was that they gave its protagonist real consequences to deal with you yeah. know in No Way Home Peter he, you know he loses his aunt and there's re there's a real sense of tragedy there with Ant-Man mm. I was looking at the trailers and you know there was a line that he was saying like I don't have to win um, no uh, I don't have to win um I just, we just both need to lose. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh God, like something bad is going to happen to yeah. Scott. Like there's going to, I feel like this is, has really had potential to be emotional, yeah. but they just choose the the the, 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 they just cheat the end and they just go back to being happy all over again. It's like this film. It was pointless. It, exactly. Nothing happened. It, nothing really nothing, happened. You could have taken it, this it, out. And it had, it had, it was like sticking Thanos in like a, I don't know, like a, like a My Little in a My Little yeah. Pony movie, basically. Like there's no, there was no need. There was no need. And essentially, essentially, Kang got defeated by Ant. Ex exactly right. Kang, have I killed you before? I've killed all the Avengers. Yeah. You you got murked by Ant. Exactly. Like what? What are the like? Wh I don't. What know, do you do? Like, I'm speechless. I'm, yeah. I'm literally speechless thinking about it. Yeah. Also, another thing is, um, they have this sort of family element as the core of these. Yeah. Ones, where they try to have. Um, that as the core and I think that's a really interesting idea you know mm -hmm. there's there's nothing like family in film um, but I really didn't feel much in this film whatsoever I oh, thought it was not. the dynamics were cheesy and uh, cliche they changed the actress for Cassie to Catherine Newton who I mean I, have, I, I can't really say anything bad about her I don't I wouldn't say she's a terrible actress like I, I've seen a lot of people say online I'm I thought she go was annoying I, yeah, I, I think it's more to do with the material and I'm not to, to be fair I'm not sure, sure why they changed the actress in the first place because um, I'm not sure the actress's name but in Endgame we have that one scene of Scott coming back from, yeah. the, from the quantum realm they're not the same actress. and they're not the same actress and that scene of just him hugging his daughter mm. that was really like emotional and yeah. and whatnot and I would have liked to seen her return but you know they chose Catherine Newton who I had seen I think in a couple of films before I saw her I've seen her in a couple of comedies she did a comedy with Vince Vaughn called Freaky where Vince Vaughn mm. plays the this serial killer and she plays a high school teenager and they swap bodies so it's really funny and it's mm. it's entertaining like that but 
I just feel like, I don't think she's a bad actress. I just think that she, as the new kid on the block, as the new actor coming into mm. one of these projects, I just think she lacked a lot of chemistry with the other castmates. I just, I just didn't buy it as much. And also yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame it on her ability to act. I'd blame, I would. Yeah, it's the material because at the end of the day, she's spewing out these recycled lines that we about hope and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the rebel. I'm, yeah. I'm the one to like. We've seen it all before. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, just it's just like I'm looking out for the little guy. Like, yeah. okay, like okay, she goes to prison. And it's like, okay, that that is you do kind of, but that's the thing. She's going to prison, and really, you should think about that as an audience member, especially as a fan. You think, oh, okay, this this um, resonates back with the first Ant Man film when he's mm. coming out of prison. Yeah, but you, it doesn't. There's you don't feel anything. Mm. Honestly, there's not, there's, n there's no, there's very, very little emotional depth. I wouldn't say there's no emotional depth. I'd depth. I'd say I just didn't very, feel very much. Little. I just didn't feel much. Also, another character, Hope Van Dyne. Mm. She, she, such she's, a waste. She's, she's of a good such actress. a badass character, right? Such Evangel a waste of a good Evangeline good is amazing. Mm. But what the hell did? What did they do with her character? The, the, the yeah. film is called Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum. They trimmed her hair. There was, there was no. That yeah, was they it. made her more comic accurate, right? Yeah. But aside from that. What did she do in the film? The, the t she's in the title. Mm. Like, give her more to do. That She comes and saves Scott a couple of times, mm. and that's literally it. Yeah, so I want to go back to something um, sure. about the lines being, like, recycled and stuff yep. like that. Throughout the whole film, yep. the dialogue was so boring. Yeah. Boring. We got to, jo we got to, jo we got to Jonathan Majors, we got to Kang, yep. and we had some decent exchanges. We had some... We had some... Um, but that's the thing they they, they leaked the uh, well not leaked but they they ruined the have I killed you before as mm. an Avenger um, in the trailer this is why I only watch one trailer was it in the first place I, I don't even know uh, yeah this is why I only have I have one trailer rule now I don't watch past the first trailer because I just feel I think I'm gonna have to start just do abiding it, by that just do it yeah I don't I don't I just don't think the script was great um, I think it's been a while since we had a really great MCU script which is quite sad to see yeah um but yeah, I don't know, guys. Uh, I just had a lot of issues with the film. And unfortunately, it just meant that I just didn't enjoy the film like I hoped I would. Um, I don't think the film is awful, like I said before. Um, if you had to rate it, Chris, what would you give Four. it out of 10? I was going to give it a 5, but I think I'm going to have to give it a 4.5. I, I will give it a 5. I think uh, 5 is a, you know, a fair... Um, a fair ratings to give it um just overall i think it's it's a shame because like like i said before this film has the task of essentially kicking off the um, a new phase of the mcus it could really do something new and exciting to you know set mm. the tone of this new phase and really tell us as fans that we, you know we're going to be doing something different but it is just the same old stuff uh, over and over again um and it's a shame as well and the fact that we're coming off 2022 a year where blockbusters were incredible we had films mm. like avatar the way of water we had uh the batman we had top gun maverick you know these films that really showing the mcu how yeah. to really do it right uh to just give us a run-of-the-mill marvel film in in quantumania it's it's a bit it's really disappointing to see um yeah i'd i just to conclude this uh, conversation I'd say I'd, mm. I I want to ask you what do you hope to see more of from the MCU moving forward what is what are some of the things that you know you think that they can improve on and you'd like to see in their upcoming films well I could definitely tell you the things that I want to see less of okay <laughs> I want to see 
I want to see a, a script that hasn't been like screened by all the PC people at Disney. Right. All of the all of I don't the, know if that will ever happen, but I don't know if that ahead. will ever happen either, but you can you can only hope, right? I want to see a film where there's real stakes. Um we'll look at No Way Home. We keep going back to No Way Home because yeah. I think that film in recent memory, Shang-Chi, yeah, okay, fair enough. Shang-Chi these was a was a it was a good film. It I think Shang-Chi um had family as you know the emotional yeah. core of that family. that was that was right. that was they did it right. yeah 100% that is that was much that was that was a much more of a family film exactly than this film was but anyway what i'd like to see is i'd like to see i'd like to see bigger stakes okay, okay so we've had thanos and the infinity zones okay that's that's great that's that's been done now how can you top that now we've got the multiverse that's how you top one universe there's loads of universes at but do you now. not think there's a bigger question here of if you have all these multiverses, none of it really matters because if you kill someone in one universe, they'll just show well, up. Well, that's why up. they need to introduce more of the abstracts like Eternity, Chris, Living Chris Tribunal, is a comics purist, The so. Beyonder. Okay. All of these characters, one above all, one below all. Don't even get me started how much <laughs> they've screwed over the Hulk. <laughs> Don't even get me started. We hope that the Hulk gets his deep Yeah, because Hulk in the comics and Hulk in the MCU is like the difference between like a steak, a prime rib steak, A5 yeah. Wagyu and like corned beef from the shop. Honestly. Yeah. The thing is with Hulk though, is I, I think it's because Universal hold the rights to the character. Yeah, that is So that I is, think Marvel really need to work their butts off and try and get a deal where, similar to, to how they did with do you not think, Spider-Man. Do you not think they need to go more back to the material? I Ab- think. Absolutely. I think they I need just to, think, I think I just they, need, think to they need to, to scrap all the you know, all this extra stuff that they're trying to do with these characters. They've made enough money, it. Disney. They've made enough money. They need to start producing some good stuff because really they're just, it's just, it's just a, like a, what's the word? It's like a mass production of these films. Absolutely. And this is, this is one of my biggest problems with the MCU is that it is so corporately driven as opposed to filmmaker driven. Mm. I want to see the MCU. They have enough money. You know, they, they're run by Disney. They have all the money in the world. Give some real proper auteurs and proper filmmakers. Mm. I say proper. Every filmmaker is a proper, filmmaker, proper yeah. filmmaker. But so, you know, people have distinct visual t- uh, styles and a voice. People like James Gunn. This is mm. why I'm ex- still excited for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, yeah. Volume 3. Because despite the trajectory of the MCU in the past couple of years, you know, James Gunn, those Guardians films, yeah, sure, they're part of the larger MCU, but they are James Gunn films and when i turn up to those films i'm looking to see james gunn's voice and his style and from what i've seen in the trailer it does look like this last film that he's doing for the mcu um is gonna be an emotional Mm. one and yeah i'm still super excited for that uh and obviously we'll be covering that uh when that film does come out in a couple of months time um but yeah i do this is what i love about dc sometimes because dc uh with films like joker and the batman you know, they're giving directors like Todd Phillips, like Matt Reeves, these auteurs, mm. you know, the, the, these people with distinct styles and distinct storytelling abilities to, they're giving them a budget and letting them go and do their thing. Mm. And, you know, people are really responding to them. Yeah. And I know Marvel have like a strategy and everything is planned out, but I just want to see a bit more uh, variety with their films. I don't want to see the same old, you know, um, the formula it's yeah just it's just formula. formulaic right it's so that's the thing it's they're literally sitting in a room with computers 
punching in words and and they probably haven't they probably have an algorithm i'd bet my life on it they have an algorithm where they put the script in that reads the script and and tries to and like tries to balance the the emotion and the and all these aspects so basically what you're saying is like if an ai could yeah make a film, I, I, okay. that's what it was that's what it is it's like ah, oh, what do we do what, what what do the people want what does the, what does the general populace want this is what they want they want they want this mm. they want to be they want this they want that everyone needs to be represented and that's not a bad thing everyone needing to everyone being I represented I want to see I want to see instead of going bigger guys I I actually want to see the MCU take it down to yeah. to small levels remind us yeah. why we fell in love with these films yeah. to begin with and on that note, I think we're going to conclude this discussion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm giving the film about a 5 out of 10. You're saying 4.5, 4. 5, 5 out of 10. 5. Similar ratings. We'd love to know what you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. If you loved it, if you didn't love it so much, please be sure to comment and get in touch and let us know your thoughts. Um, I do want to thank my uh, my guest here, Chris, my um, my good friend, mm. who I'm sure you'll be seeing more of on these episodes on, you know, uh, on all this. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. The, the, the Marvel it. episodes. Um but yeah, we've loved having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. I love being here, um, man, honestly. Yeah. What do you guys hope to see from the MCU moving forward? Just do let us know. Uh, but for now, I think that is it, guys. Um, if you did enjoy the video, the podcast, be sure to leave a like and comment down below uh, what you'd like to see us discuss next. Episode three is actually going to be a discussion, a reaction uh, with Mickey and Panwa, uh, um, two of my previous guests on episode one, in reaction to the Oscars, uh, which are which is coming out very, very soon in the next two weeks. So do stay tuned for that. But for now, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And I will catch you very soon in the next video. Cheers.